Welcome to Catch the Fire's Family Life Podcast. We are a family that encounters God's transforming presence and extends the kingdom. Each week we get into what God is doing among us, what He is saying through His Word, and why we should be excited about where He's leading us. For more information about Catch the Fire and giving to support this ministry, check out our website and our Church Suite app. Well, I just want to say a huge welcome to Duncan and Kate Smith. It is such a privilege having you and as I just said, I'm really humbled to be able to just get time with you guys, just yourself and not be in a room with 50 other Catch Fire pastors. Although I love that. <laughs> it's, to actually just get you two to myself for a moment is amazing. So welcome, Duncan and Kate. Oh, thank, thank you, you so Alistair. much, Alistair. So good to be with yeah. you. It is. We love you and it's great to be together. It is. Well, uh, God bless Zoom and technology and the, the pioneering spirit that was in Catch Fire that was actually suggested that we were using these couple of years two three years ago now and there we go the, Duncan is pointing to Kate right now yeah but it's amazing it's been so it's been so funny hearing people talk about wow this zoom thing it's so good and I'm like oh we've been doing this for years now and it's uh, it's good to be ahead of the curve and know what we're doing a little bit yes it really yeah. is and yeah. um I think because um when when we were asked to lead Catch the Fire World four and a half years ago, one of the things that I instinctively felt in my spirit, and maybe this was a Holy Spirit prompting, was that, you know, if we are going to build a global family, then we need to um, be connected globally. Yeah. And so, you know, we'd been using a, a previous platform called WebEx, but that always seemed to fall down and it never seemed to be very consistent. And I remember one of our team, um, looking in, it was Darren uh, and Daphne oh, gave right. us the idea. They were using it for their business online, yeah. and they were meeting people um, through Zoom. And they they said you should consider using Zoom as a platform mm. for engaging the global family. So we started looking into it, and sure enough, here we are. It's been so good. Later, and we're kind of used to that culture <clears throat> of connection on Zoom. Well, we we call it Zoom life anyway. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, for like three years, whenever I have a, a meeting with somebody who's not part of Catch Fire or, you know, previous partners in Harvest, I would, I would have to force myself to use language and let's do a Skype, even though I have no intention of doing a Skype, but I knew that they would know what I meant by that. Because I say, let's do a Zoom. What's Zoom? Oh, well, it's like Skype, you know, yeah. so out it's of Corona, cool. we can actually say the word Zoom now and people will know what we mean. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> Well, I, I'm trying to think, I, one of the things that I meant to do before I came online that I, I failed um, at was to go on our podcast and actually see, try and work out when the last time you were in London. Um, and I think it was, I, th I don't think it was more than a year ago. I think it was a year, I feel like it was a year ago. It was a year last October. So right, yeah. October, yeah. Coming up to it feels like a long 18 time ago. months, yeah. It, well, wow. it's now. But time flies. Was that when we were with Heidi? No, that's no that was the time before that, I think. I, I remember the last time because I remember Duncan preaching from the front and, and your, your notes were long gone behind you somewhere. Um, and I remember just thinking, flip, that's like Duncan knows a lot of scripture off the top of his head. And I, and I don't think I'd ever noticed that in your preaching before. I, I was thinking just before we started what my first experience of ever hearing you preach was. And it was um, yeah. the, I'm laughing because it was also one of my first ever 
fully charismatic meetings I'd ever been at. Um, <laughs> so I didn't, I sort of started on the treadmill, was already set to 12. Um, it was the Catch the Fire World Tour. Um, and it was Ealing Christian Center, I think 2009, maybe something like that. And I'd been a good evangelical boy up to that point. Um, and I came in and you did the first 20 minutes of your sermon on your knees, uh, but at the lectern, which I thought was strange. And then the last 20 minutes, you were just flat on your back. And I was just thinking, this is, this is weird. Yeah, these guys are nuts. I've, I've not seen this before in the evangelical movement. So I've always, always had these different experiences watching you preach. But yeah, that, that, that last time in London, I was just thinking, you, you have just, you've just, uh, what John Piper says, you've soaked in the bathtub of the word. Woo, come like, on. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, he, he's very gifted in that, Al. And um, he's got a photographic memory as well, which it helps. Oh, that helps. <laughs> we, we're all gifted in different ways. <laughs> no, no, to be honest, um, I don't think that, I mean, as much as I'm blessed by you saying that. You are. Um, I do think, though, that someone once said that spontaneity is the reward of discipline. And I think mm. if any of us as human beings, anybody listening, you know, as born again believers who are filled with the Holy Spirit, when we set our hearts on being disciplined in our approach to the word of God. Um, the, the, because the word is living and active and it is impossible to separate the word, the logos, the actual physical word, the Bible, from the person of Jesus because he is the eternal word of God and the entire Bible is the manifest uh, expression of the Son of God in written form. Um, and of course, the word became flesh 2000 years ago and dwelt among us. But, you know, because Jesus and his word are 100 percent one with each other, so to speak. Um, the beauty is that when any of us discipline ourselves to simply spending time in with Jesus by reading his word, that word which is alive goes in us mm -hmm. and becomes part of us so that we're able to you know overflow with the the word that comes in becomes the word that comes out mm -hmm. and i've i've positioned myself thanks to my wife actually who said to me way back in 1990 a year before we were married in, in late 89 she said um you know uh, Duncan, your your approach to the Bible is a little bit ill-disciplined. It would, you know, I've just done a DTS with YWAM, and and they taught us that we should read our Bibles, you know, in a year from cover to cover. And so I was really struck by that, and being a very competitive person, and being very in love with Jesus at the time. I'm like, I can do that. I'm going to do that. And uh, and so Kate and I both read our Bibles. Uh, or set out to read our Bibles from cover to cover that year, 1990. And I've done that every year ever since. And I think wow. that, you know, the, and the, the, I think there's been a couple of years where the Lord asked me to do something else. He asked me to read the Gospels um, once, because there's four Gospels. Um, if you read a chapter of, of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John every day, mm -hmm. um, 
you can do it 12 times, basically. Wow. Um, the biggest number is 28, obviously. And so um, Matthew 28. So there were two years where the Lord just asked me to just completely soak and immerse myself in the life of Jesus, mm. um, his earthly life. Rather than that, yeah. I so think, get what goes in comes out. Yeah, and I think, yeah. like you say, it becomes part of you. Yeah. There's something about when you read the word and you feast on the word, then your mind and your spirit comes back to other passages in the word that you've read. Yeah. So there's a connection. It's like you've got your online Bible study or uh, word study going on. And um, I like to get in and um, look around a theme and it mm -hmm. makes it come alive because you can mm. be going through the whole Bible looking at different themes um, on the word of God. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I have a different approach. I like to listen to the audio Bible mm. and have accounts um, just to keep me interested and uh, attentive. I get a bit more distracted than my husband, I think, at times. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm a little bit similar. I, I just need kind of constant variety. So if I just listen to the audio Bible for two weeks in a row, I'm, I'm done with listening. But if I just read constantly, I'm done. So yeah. I... I find my little distracted schoolboy brain kind of needs a fresh new thing <laughs> almost every week to, it's because I want it, but I, I find I can sort of, uh, yeah. you know, get distracted. But I, um, I, it's funny, just, I, I, I had three questions that I wanted to ask you tonight, but I'm so, <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad just to hear you just say what you did about the word because, um, I, I really feel like I've, I've always had a desire to learn and, in this current season or even before this there's about 20 trillion podcasts out now that weren't out five years ago there's online teaching and all of that and there's there's never been a time where i think you've had more opportunity to learn from a greater variety of people just even in the body of christ yeah. and different people representing uh you know the, the 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 kingdom of god and you've got everything from apologists to christian psychologists to pentecostal fire preachers and all, all the rest of it and i i just kind of i've had this growing thing that regardless of what the f particular focus whether it's like a ravi zacharias over here or a you know a john piper over there the people that i find myself drawn to and feel like I, act, I really want to learn from you are the ones who seem to be so... Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't That's know. all right. How do yeah. we just... That's okay. There's a little button on the top right. Are you on a Mac? Yeah. Yeah, yeah little um, three lines at the top um, on your right screen next to maybe your Siri thing. Got it. Yeah. You click on that, um, yeah. and then it brings up a little thing. And if you drag two fingers down... I think it should bring up a do not disturb thing. Um, I don't know if that comes up for you or not. Anyway. So just there's a little bar that should open up and then you just. It's okay. It's okay. You, you keep talking. Okay. I'm going to switch <laughs> this off because. Um, That's quite all right. I'm, I'm doing all my best to drag and everything and nothing's happening. It's, um, you should have it should say today at the top and notifications. Yeah, um, and then if you just swipe it down. Uh, it, you should have a nighttime mode and a do not disturb thing pop up. Mm, not happening. It's ah. not. It's not at the moment. But just keep. Uh, I've lost the picture now. Though, don't oh, I? just don't, 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 don't panic button, darling. 
that's okay. We can, um, our media guy can beautifully cut this out and you have no idea it ever happened. I'm so, I'm so sorry. It's quite all right. No, it's fine. I'm just not, we'll just leave it. It's not coming down the way we want it. It's bizarre. There it is. You swipe up. Ah, okay. Oh, sorry, my one. Maybe it's because you're on a... You got there it. You go. Thank you. You've taught me something, Alistair. <laughs> well, I only learned it myself two days ago. You've taught me many things. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was just uh, the people who are in the Word. That's it. Um, regardless of their focus, whether they were a, you know, a lecturer or a pastor or a itinerant minister, it's... I just find myself, of the people who I don't find myself as interested, even if they've got mega churches with amazing strategic networks and they do leadership podcasts and it's all, you know, I don't want to name any names, but I, I yeah. find myself being less excited about tuning in and more excited about these other people. And the only thing that really differentiates them is how steeped in the word they are. Yeah. Um, so I think hearing that is just... Um, I think, I think that's a really beautiful place to start. Yeah, I think you can have a uh, a relationship with God, and um, but in your relationship, you'll still be more aware of your ways and man's ways if you don't read the Word of God. Whereas if you spend time in the Word of God, your relationship with the Lord uh, also is accompanied by. A, and a great a growing understanding of God's ways and there's one thing to know God's person it's another to know his ways and I think the word of God is the only way we can know his ways mm. and so you can the thing about walking with God is that you can walk with God but still be worldly and because of God's kindness you know it, it that's that's it he's given us our free will and so in this kindness it's possible to have a relationship with God, but yet still be quite worldly. And when I say worldly, I'm meaning world conscious mm. and human conscious, whereas I think, <clears throat> or human life conscious, whereas I think when we get into his word, we become conscious of God's ways. Mm. It's his ways that we desire. That's good. Not That's just really God. good. That's really good. That's, thank you, Duncan. That's... I've already I already got something I didn't think I was going to get from tonight because I got my I got my question got my questions but there none of them were about the word. Um, well, Holy Spirit, thank you for being with us. You're so welcome. And just Father, I just pray even now that anyone who's listening who's just heard just what Duncan and Kate were sharing there about seeking Your Word, Lord, I I just pray that You would just spark a uh, something special inside them, Lord, that just puts mm. a fresh hunger, Lord. I pray that for myself. Uh, that we would just hunger for your word, that we would we would encounter the presence of Jesus in the word. And Lord, that you would make us people of the word for a, for a time such as this. So yeah, Lord, thank you. Thank you for your beautiful word. Amen. Uh, well, I, I was thinking when I was sort of scribbling, probably on a Zoom meeting, and thinking I'd love to interview some people who would be at the top of my list. And it was Duncan and Kate. Um, oh. And I... I thought, what, what actually would I, what would I ask? Forget the church pastor hat. Just what, what do I want? Me as a, just a Christian guy, what would I like to know? And me as a member of this church, what would, what would be really beneficial for me? And, and the three kind of areas, and, and really feel free to pick, start with whichever one you, you want to. I'd be really interested from your apostolic 
uh, hat wearing, from your shaper, from your uh, connection with other leaders, and just from from your your position as global leaders of Catch the Fire and that that position that that you're in. What you're seeing God do globally right now, because there's a, a a thousand prophecies going every single way. There's a thousand um, different interpretations and conclusions. From from your perspective, what are you seeing? Um, the second question is, from your perspective, what do you see Catch the Fire's role, the movement of Catch the Fire in what's happening right now just across the world? Like, what is it that we're bringing? What is it the Lord has for us to bring in this in this time? And then the third one was just, can you speak to the, the personal relationship when everything else has been stripped away? You know, like that old Matt Redmond song, like, how... How are you finding it? And what can you speak to people who are probably looking at other people's Zoom feeds and thinking, well, they look like they're doing Jesus way better than I am. So kind of a, a global, a family and a personal perspective. Love. Um, whatever, whichever one of those takes your fancy to start with. Well, why don't we start with the personal? Because I think um, the personal kicks into many aspects of you. And I, I think particularly when you have a role as a leader, you know, um, when this whole lockdown started to happen and, you know, the governor here in North Carolina kept making changing plans and it seemed like every few days there was a tighter restriction. And we realized that our reactions and our response uh, in the early days, like you said, in the beginning, you were on phone calls for eight, nine hours a day. And then you kind of settle into a bit of a rhythm. And, you know, our, our wanting to fix the problem came up very strongly at the beginning. Mm. Um, Duncan's a very high mover. I'm like, high need to connect and communicate. So what we do and to shape the plan, how are we going to get this out? Who's doing what? And is everybody working? And how is everybody going to be repurposed in their roles? And we kind of went into a bit of crusader mode, you know, Mm. panic. Uh, how are we going to survive as a church? Well, we wanted to take charge. We wanted to take which, charge as, which, as leaders. Which the Holy Spirit gave us grace to pull us back from doing that. Because yes. we would have wrecked everything that we, were, that we had built. <laughs> are you with me? In terms yeah. of our human, in terms of our, um, our teams and our structures. leadership structures. Mm. It's so critical and so important. Um, because, you know, it would have... If we had done that, it would have taken us back uh, over a decade yeah. in terms of a backward yes, move. Because the structure that we had in place that we led here in Raleigh through Murray and Ash, who led their teams. And, and so we wanted to go in and almost take charge and take back the leadership. Mm. And so the Lord kind of gave us a bit of a you know slap on the head and and said, slow down, you already have leaders in place. Yeah, trust me, trust them. And and so I think it it was the same perspective when it came to Catch the Fire World. Okay, we've actually put leaders in place. We've actually empowered leaders. So we don't have to be the ones coming up with all the answers and all the solutions. Mm. I think it took us a few days and a few little changes for us to realize, okay, we can breathe. God's got this. <laughs> mm. Find a way through, and um, isn't that so interesting? That just the, that that kick, that kind of natural stuff that that you probably 
over layers and layers, let go, delegated, empowered, and then suddenly that desire. I mean, I had it as well, completely much smaller scale, but the shaper in me was just like, I need to know exactly what the plan is for the next four weeks daily. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'll just keep a mental track of everybody's pastoral needs in the church. You know, yeah. we, we don't need the team to do anything. It'll just flow through me. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, and it's just because I wanted to feel that sense of being like on firm footing. Yeah, and in control. Yeah. And, I think, I remember, and then I got sick. <laughs> I remember. Yes. Um, oh, and then, I remember the exact moment I was sitting on our on our front porch, and uh, it was it was a, a Friday, a Friday, which is we have we yeah we take a day off on Fridays, and um, because we work Sundays obviously, and so uh, and Murray and Ash take a day off on Fridays, so I get a phone call from Murray on Friday afternoon, Duncan, um, this is like twentieth of March something like that I forget exactly. Um, Duncan, you and Kate, I don't know if you're aware, but the governor of North Carolina has uh, restricted um, gatherings of no more than 100 people. Of course, now looking back, we're like 100 people. That was wow, that's like Christmas. But when, right, but when you're used to 650 to 700 people on a Sunday morning in yeah. two services, you know, 100 people sounded really, really devastating. Yeah. And, um, you know, my, my first reaction was, well, what are you going to do? What, what are your plans? I phoned you two weeks ago and gave you the heads up that I think this could go really kind of pear-shaped and we could be on lockdowns and all the rest of it. Um, can you and the executive team all plan, you know, make sure you've got a plan? What's your plan? Well, our plan is that we're going to cut the first service altogether and just have the 11.15 service. I'm like, why in the world would you do such a thing? We've got a 9.15 and 11.15. That's, that's 200 people we can have in the building, okay? 100 and then another 100. <laughs> and so, you know, we sort of went backwards and forwards with them. And, and in the end, the Holy Spirit's like, you know, putting a check in us not to be heavy-handed. And so we said, okay, well, look, we'll trust you and the team. That's what you've decided. It's Friday. We're not going to, you know, suddenly try to, you know, go against that, but I just need you to know that wouldn't have been what I would have done. I would have gone for making sure we had the most through in two services. Of course, by the next week, now the governor's turned around and said no more than 10 people in the building. And so we're filming in the building. And of course, it's completely redundant to have the 915 and the 1115. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> I'm going back to Murray saying, you know, Murray, I'm ever so sorry. You were <laughs> right. All along, I'm so glad the team only did the one service. Yeah. Well, then three, I'll just finish by saying, the third Sunday, the governor had said, no, you're not even allowed 10 people in the building. And so we actually had to film everything midweek from right. our studios in, in uh, people's different houses, bedrooms and living rooms and whatnot. And all of a sudden now, we went back to having a 9.15 and an 11.15 um, but it was on their terms and it was their decision. Mm. And back, I'm just so grateful to the Holy Spirit for his steadying hand to, uh, to allow the team to actually make those decisions and not railroad over them. Mm. I think part of it was, um, you know, when, when there's a, an opportunity to make fast decisions, you know, all the protocol of communication doesn't always follow through, as you mm. know, quickly. 
And so, you know, high shaper and distress here is like, oh, I don't know the plan. What are they going to do next week? And who's going to do, who's going <laughs> to preach? And who's going to do this? And, you know. It's Lord all just, falling apart. The Lord just said, just calm down. And I think, I think the biggest thing for us personally, me personally, is we get so much from being in each other's presence physically. Mm. You know, you can be in a room of 100 or 200 people and actually clock and connect people with your eyes or a mm. wave or a hug in a way that you can't measure that online. Yeah. And so all the um, feedback tools that we would have uh, from nonverbal communication and verbal communication, we, co- we just don't have that. Yeah. So there's a sense where you feel a little bit out of control because you can't measure and work out how people are doing, how they're connecting. You can't read their emotional state or you know, mm. where they're at without a lot of behind the scenes connections. So I think I began to realize that anything <clears throat> we do or say online has to be mm-hmm. quite um, led by the Holy Spirit, of course, but mm. very intentional about um, reaching people's hearts pastorally Mm-hmm. And, and and meeting them where they're at and realizing that you're addressing people from a whole different bunch of scenarios. You've got mm. people that are struggling with sickness, maybe COVID, they're in lockdown, they need lots of help. You've got people that may be risking their lives by working in grocery stores or medical mm. fields. And then you've got people working from home with children, trying to manage the stress of that. The new occupational hazard, working and, from home with little kids. And then, you know, spouses <laughs> being at home, trying to yeah. share space. And, and so whenever you're addressing somebody online, you're, you're aware that there's a whole host of scenarios going on. In, in, your, in your personal relationship with Jesus, um, that obviously feeds into your leadership role of other people. How do you, how, how have you, even in the short time that we've been going through this, how have you navigated, learnt, and then grown um, in, the, in the areas of, um, okay, a lot of the things that I would have relied on before for myself are now, are now gone or they're on the shelf for, for the next month. So the, the, the corporate uh, the corporate pursuit of the presence. I can't do that right now. Um, when I'm preaching and I'm ministering in my gifting, like I love what Duncan said on the world pastor zoom of like, the only thing I've got giving me feedback is the bathroom door, you know? Um, like there's so many things that suddenly that, that we don't have that have been stripped away. What, and everybody's got a version of that, even if they're not the leader of a global movement, you know, just they've got their relationships, their work, they're seeking God, um, I, I just realized for me, um, I seem to need to be on the move to chat with God. I'm not always great at chatting with God when I'm stationary. I need to go and walk or drive. Yeah. And suddenly I realized when I was locked down, I, I can't do either of those things. So does that mean I don't talk to God for 14 days? You know, um, like what sort of things have you, have you kind of, have you learned that you could maybe speak into of just living without some of those, those formerly useful facets i think that um the holy spirit has been speaking to us for quite a while about drawing aside into rest and the importance of rest and it's interesting that the year began with a number of messages on rest for us didn't it in our church and 
you know, the Lord says to Moses, I'm going to send you up with my angel into the promised land. And Moses says, don't send us up unless your presence goes with us. Mm. And the Lord says, my presence will go with you and I'll give you rest. And I think it's interesting that the Lord added, you know, the Lord, for the Lord, rest is a beautiful thing because six days he made the world. And on the seventh day, it, the, the Bible says that he rested and refreshed himself. And what did he, how did he refresh himself? He refreshed himself. Well, I don't know exactly. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I can imagine that part of the refreshing for for the Lord was to actually step back like you do with a painting, but just to step back and fully enjoy and appreciate what and who he had created mm. and to enter into the, the joy of love. Because, you know, there's, there's joy that comes from love and joy is almost the spontaneous overflow of the love of the beloved and the love, which is, which is love. And so, you know, I think that God's been, uh, has, kn has known from eternity the joy of actually stepping back into rest. Mm -hmm. and, and there's pleasure in his presence, Psalm 1611, and, and um, in his pleasure, there's fullness of joy. In his presence, there's fullness of joy, pleasures at his right hand forever. Mm -hmm. And with, we, together with Jesus, are those pleasures at his right hand forever. And so as he has encouraged us into rest, those that have been head to the, gr the grindstone, nose to the grindstone, work, 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 money, 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 possessions, 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 you know, expansion, 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 um, you know, build the church, build the kingdom, all that kind of language. Those kinds of, those kind, that kind of mentality doesn't include a lot of rest mm -hmm. and doesn't include a lot of joy, therefore. And as a result of that, actually, when something, when, when everything's normal, they're in their groove. But when something hits like COVID-19 and this coronavirus, all of a sudden now, there's a complete change of pace mm -hmm. and there's an immediate requirement for a game change and innovation mm -hmm. and creativity. And it's just not there. Because you to gain and grow in creativity that leads to innovation, it's got to come from a heart at rest mm -hmm. right. and have the motivation to step up to the plate and go with even more energy when you're already fully clapped out, as we say in England, mm -hmm. it's really, really hard. Yeah. And so I think if there's any lesson in all of this, yeah. it's to allow us to just go at a completely different pace, to right. go with the Lord from a place of rest, to draw aside into his love, mm -hmm. whether you're walking like Enoch walked with God for 300 years, and I'm a walker, and it's, you know I love to talk to the Lord on my motorcycle, or whether it's just getting on your knees, mm -hmm. or sitting with your, the word open, or just put, mm -hmm. drawing aside, you know? Yeah, and um, so know, good. It, it was an enforced rest in many ways. So, you know, mm. when God was speaking to us at the beginning of the year about this being about he was calling us into rest. So we were like, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to happen. This, this year is already fully booked. Yeah. And so, you know, when, <laughs> when the Lord chooses to do something, you know, um, that scripture that says, um, 
a man makes his plans, but the Lord really directs his steps. Mm. It's like, okay, Lord, um, I guess you've got a different MO right now for us that requires us to settle down, slow down a lot more. Um, just, just being home for us is in many ways um, a good thing because we're used to being in airplanes, as you know, and traveling to mm. many churches. And so it's, it's actually saying, okay, how can we make the most of this? What, mm. what is my relationship with Jesus going to look like? And in that place of communion with him and fellowship, even just rediscovering, I mean, we're in springtime here and it's beautiful. Mm. And, you know, we've just had hours where we've been out in the garden, just digging the soil, thinking and praying. And uh, I've been walking and listening to, mm. to things that I don't have time to catch up with, maybe on social media but praying and, and calling people, but just, just being in a, a different place where I've actually had time where I've not been distracted by lots of meetings and physical meetings, mm. lots of meetings with people, lots of travel, but just drawing aside and saying, Holy Spirit, you're my friend. You're my teacher. Mm. You're requiring us to rethink and reshape but can you begin to show us just through the beauty mm. of creation and all the things around us of what you're doing in us at this time and, and, and trying to enjoy the moment. And I've just been aware that I've just been re enjoying the moment. You mm. know, it's been can really I, that's so, it's so good. And it, I, 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 I've got my fingers dirty with some soil this week as well. For <laughs> the first time, I'm like, my granddad, my granddad in heaven was a, is a, was a gardener all his life. And I was like, finally, my grandson is doing something to do with the garden. Um, <laughs> um, but it, took I, <laughs> yeah, it, took, yeah, it took a world pandemic. Mm. Um, one of the things I, I don't think I've quite got this fully, I don't know if I've got the language to best describe this at the moment, um, but I feel like the middle has been taken out of our, our experience. What I guess I mean by that is we're all very aware of the very, very personal, what's happening in our homes. It's pretty much all we can see. And we're all very aware of what's happening globally from a news point of view and a, a prophetic, you know, what's God doing kind of view. But the middle bit where we come and go and see people and interact kind of feels like it's been sort of taken away. And so when you're talking about the, 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 the rest side of things, which obviously is very much the, the, the personal experience, how do you, how, how have you guys kind of managed your, managed that rest mentality and that posture was also the fact that kind of you are, you both personally want to know what God's doing globally, but you're also, it's your job to be talking yep. to big people who are asking the same questions and, you know, like how do you manage those two kind of quite extreme, quite extreme sides of the coin um, as, as, as we're going through this, you know, I'm managing my own relationship with Jesus, but also I'm, I'm on the phone, I'm Skyping with California and with London and with Europe about yeah. what God is doing on this planet. What, Maybe just speak into a little bit of that, if you can discern a question in the middle of all of that. Yeah, you want me to go first? Mm -hmm. I think, Alistair, uh, for us, again, the Lord's reminded us that, uh, that we should trust 
the infrastructure that we have created. And when I say we, I mean all of us, yourself included. I don't mean Kate and I. Although Kate and I have spearheaded a lot of the infrastructure together with our, the global leadership team. Mm. And it's just so important to, uh, even in, a, in the midst of this global situation, to turn a crisis to an opportunity really requires um, a trusting in everyone doing their part. And, you know, I'm very grateful that uh, the Lord led us to build in such a way that we built infrastructure. And I mean, uh, organizational infrastructure. This person leading this person or these people who lead these people who lead these people so that the load is spread and so that growth is not dependent on one couple or just a few superstars. Mm. But actually all of us are superstars in the kingdom and all of us are doing our part in that middle ground. Mm. And um, we've been delighted to watch that, you know, we, Kate and I liken... Um, just as the Holy Spirit showed us many, many years ago, 20 years ago, almost 19 years ago, that, that everybody needs a skeleton, including Jesus's body, the body of Christ on the earth. And so catch the fire in the churches individually. Uh, if, they, if they're to grow, they have to have a skeleton on the inside and, and a fully identified fully carefully articulated yet invisible to the world so to speak mm. skeleton where mm. there is infrastructure in place and um you know a skeleton is made of bones bones are hard there are certain rules and things that need to be in place in any organization um but those things that the bones are small they're jointed everybody knows their their place and most importantly they're invisible and uh, and nobody encounters the bones or first, you know, that, that would be horrible to hug a dead body. So uh, hug a skeleton. And so the hardness is not on the outside, it's on the inside. And so I think a global, first of all, a church that's able to turn this crisis into an opportunity, they're the ones that actually already had really good infrastructure in place where people knew what they're doing. Yes, and that in yourself included. Yeah, you knew your roles and responsibility and your reach. That the skill has been taking what was already organized and in place as structure, but then how do you maximize your reach when you're not having a physical ability to reach people? Right. But more of a, you know, doing everything online and on phone calls. Um, and so um, I think I think the challenge and and the opportunity was the ability to respond quickly yeah. and clearly with that so that you're still communicating that the structure is there. It's just the means of access is slightly different mm. than before. Which leads to a different expression. Mm -hmm. And so we've been really blessed, Alistair, to see our individual churches around Catch the Fire begin to find their way of reaching their church community. Mm. And even beyond, because many of them we've discovered are now having reach outside of the four walls of the church. And I know as well for you that you're reaching a lot of people across Europe, 
from Catch Fire London. Mm. And, you know, it's exciting to see how God's really just done this globally. Yeah, All well, we, um, we started this morning communion thing every day, 7.30, um, which I just suggested because uh, Foston had done it in his church um, last uh, autumn, I think it was. And I found out, chatted, I think he was on the Dominican retreat, and he said, yeah, we did 40 days of communion every morning at like 6 a.m. And I was like, wow, wow. that's amazing. We should totally do that sometime in the future because 6 a.m. doesn't sound like anything I want to do soon. <laughs> um, and then this thing, this thing kicked off and then we started doing it. And it's, it's, been, it's been incredible. And it was so interesting. I'd, I always wanted to do it, but I never thought our London church would want to have something like that online at that time of day. And it was a church in Canada that, you know, just showed us it could, it could happen. And I thought that was just a, uh, a really beautiful i love the, the the kingdom sharing and that's that's what i've always loved about catch fire there's never been i've never felt a sense of um any church in our movement hoarding the good ideas and being unwilling to share i've and so i i credit you guys and john and carol and Stephen sander and for for building that culture where it's never once felt like anyone is in competition or feels like they have to uh, meet a standard or do what hey Toronto's doing this so we better do it otherwise yeah. you know we're we're gonna look you know yeah I think um, that's what I've loved Alistair is just the expression of um, sorry just needed to plug the <laughs> that's alright that's right. sharing and celebration of what others and other churches are doing that has has worked well and and just just being able to look and see some of the great things that are being communicated. We've had yeah. an insight into the inside work workings. I think, it, again, it goes back to um, infrastructure again. You know, 10 years ago when we created Catch the Fire World and we all sat together, John and myself and Steve and our wives, and we said, you know what, are we all going to be owned by Catch the Fire World? You know, is Catch is is every Catch the Fire church that we have a plant, the board going to be under the board of Catch the Fire World? And we, and we fought hard, Kate and I did, um, to say, no, we, we don't want that. We want the autonomy of the local church mm -hmm. so that every board is directly under Christ and every you know, apostolic lead team is directly under Christ. And, and John and Steve and, and, and Carol and Sandra all, you know, we all agreed with, you know, as, as we took, you know, some time to think it all through. And that's what we came up with. And I'm so grateful for that because, again, that makes you light on your feet in the midst of a crisis when you're a global movement because now you've got, you know, 80-something churches, 80, 90, 100 churches. I don't even know how many we've got now. I've lost count. And, but each of them are free to innovate. They're not having to phone up to find out what the party line is or mm. what, you know, what are the marching orders for how to deal with the crisis. No. We're all free to, you know, hear from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, and to kind of express church as, as we see fit. And yeah, so in multiple it, ways. It's just been a joy because um, many of our churches were not online prior to this. Mm. And, you know, yeah. you, you could go to church in um, any time zone of the world at the moment over the weekend mm. and, you know, enjoy that and get an insight into people's leadership and 
and what what God's saying at the moment just by yeah. doing that. So we just love the creativity and as as Duncan said, the flexibility to be able to just go with what God's saying and 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 that is because we can celebrate diversity in, in our church family, our global family. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just had a little um a little my screen just went blank for a minute and then you came back. So hallelujah. But I got the I got the audio. So it was good. Um I'm I'm putting my my faith in Jesus and a little bit of trust in Zoom to keep on working. Um so just as we as we just come into land and thank you so much guys. This is this is like everything you've said I could have just I could have just parked all of the other questions and just spent an hour on just any one of the topics, the word, the, the rest, um, the putting our trust in what God has already helped us build already is, it's, it's so helpful. Um, but just by way of finishing, um, my, my, my first, uh, entry after seeing Duncan preach on his face, um, in Ealing into a catch fire movement was I kept hearing the values, the values were all about the values and, and we're a value driven movement. And initially I, I was a bit sort of confused by that because I, I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder and I was like, oh, what are you talking about values? Like I've got a Bible. That's my value. Don't know what you, all these extra biblical values you've got that you're saying is so important. And then I encountered the father's heart and then, you know, so on and so forth. So I, I, I realized as we went that the, the values of the healing of the heart and of hearing God's voice and of encounter and presence were so rooted to who we were and, and watching all of these online churches, I really kind of feel like um, the, the churches are putting forward what they consider to be the most important thing to them when, right. you're, when you're watching online, whether that's keep the tradition, keep the aesthetic, keep the word, keep the encounter. What, what would you say just as, as kind of stewards, we're all stewards as a family, of course, but as kind of leaders of this church, um, what would you say to just people who are just listening, who may, maybe just they're, they're on furlough, they're kind of, they're at home, they're just trying to do their, their relationship with Jesus in this time. Um, and they know that, you know, we've got these core values, but just what, what's meant to be the most important thing right now? How can I do, how can I just keep the main thing, the main thing right now, um, in a world of everybody telling me something prophetic or something that's the most important thing right now? What, what would you guys say? Well, I would say that your relationship with Jesus is the first priority because we have responsibility for our own lives. Um, whether you're married or single or whether you're a part of a family, a household, or whether you're on your own at this time, your responsibility with Jesus is your own. And, you know, we can get so much peace, security by our friendship with Jesus, hearing his voice, reading his word, saturating ourselves in his presence for ourselves, so that we are strong and focused on him and his perspective of things as opposed to what's going on out there, what the future's going to look like, um, you know, what the predictions are for this virus, et cetera, and what the exit strategy is going to look like. You, you can get all stressed if you think too much about those things all at once. And, you, you know, can we resume any plans of our life? Well, we don't know. What I can do today is know that I'm rooted and grounded in Christ today. Mm. And so I... 
I myself would encourage everyone just to, to go from there. And if we start feeling a little bit anxious, a bit fearful to, to just keep drawing back to that place and just for our own emotional and spiritual health to do that. Um, but really leaning in to each other um, for support as well. And, you know, sharing hearts when you can to, to mm. stay in place of a good health. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, for me it would be similar to Kate um, and remembering that our relationship with the Lord started with him to us, his love for us from before time began. And so we can rest secure in his work of salvation that he's done, he's doing, and he will complete in us. And that that work of salvation is, is absolutely an expression of love himself loving us passionately as his beloveds and filling us with his very love so that we can be conduits of that love in this world. And so what we've received, this is our opportunity to give it away to our friends, our family uh, and the world. And I don't think that honestly an encounter with the father in his love is actually complete until we're giving that encounter away from us. In other mm. words, the, the, the being baptized in the liquid golden honey love of the Lord through the Holy Spirit is only 50%. The other 50% of the experience comes to us as we release and give that love and that blessing away mm. to a world that's desperately hungry. Come on. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That was awesome. Thank you. I'm desperately, I've, I don't know whether this would have made it in on the recording at the start, but because of all the different Zoom accounts and everything we're using, I'm doing this on our free one. So the, the last few minutes I've been looking up at the top corner every moment to see if a countdown clock appears. It hasn't appeared yet, but could you just pray for us just as we, as we finish? Oh. I'd love that um, so much. Well, Father, we thank you for every person listening, watching, tuning yes, in, whether, you know, at any time of the day or night. We thank you for your incredible presence that can go beyond the bounds of technology and time. We thank you that you are with us. You are walking with us through this time. Fill every person with the tangible expression of your love and your presence yeah. wherever they're at meet yes. the needs of their heart right now, right now. Ooh, come you, holy Daddy. spirit and baptize each person yes, Lord. in your love especially alistair yes absolutely. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> thank you lord Amen. bless alistair Amen. today i received that i <laughs> i i don't i don't think i had an appreciation for anointing going across live video chats before but oh, come on more for you right come now. on Woo! Right come on thank you jesus <laughs> amen <laughs>